want to say thank you to everyone who has contributed to this community, who helps us. This does not produce funds. This is, we don't make any money doing this. Uh, we're monks. We need help. We need Donna or generosity or donations. So thank you so much for doing that. Some people are not able to, but they attend. At least you can give your attention to the Dharma, even if you can't give funds. Give your attention to it. Don't miss this chance. So the title is Gratitude for What? Why should I have gratitude? Life is crummy. I'm not getting what I want. I'm not. I didn't get this, didn't get that. Gratitude. Gratitude for what? Gratitude that you will start out with basic stuff. Gravity. How about gravity? Another G word. You ever forget gravity? We forget it because it's always there. And so what do we do? What do we do? We take it for granted. It's absolute, complete, total, relative and absolute magic that you can even walk to the damn bathroom because of gravity. If you couldn't do that, if you didn't have gravity, if it just stopped. And something the particle physicists have not figured out yet. Why did gravity go away and we're all floating off into space? Because you weren't grateful. <laughs> Another one of those transcendental jokes. You weren't grateful. Just pray. Pray for everything. You're not praying to somebody. A theistic approach is to pray to a God, an idea. Go ahead, do that. If some people need to do that. It's the only way they can do this. The only way. They, they have to do that. Do not, I'm going to use the obvious word, do not convert anybody to this. This is very hard to do. This is hard to sit down as we've been doing for the last what, 18 days. When our 18th day? 19. 19th. So total, we've decided this year to just meditate the whole month of February. Did I pronounce, pronounce that right? February. It's really irritating, isn't it, the language? <laughs> Gratitude. Gravity, that you can breathe, that you have a mind stream, that you have the six sense fields and their objects, that you can actually re receive, instead of producing a bunch of bullshit out of your mind and laying this on this and blaming that and blaming this and blaming this, instead of producing, producing, receive and receive. And if you have a, an outflow, if you have an outflow, it doesn't have to be blaming somebody. That's just a natural thing that humans, human beings do, including raccoons, drafts. Bison, they receive and they produce. They might just produce a few sounds. We don't know exactly what's going on in their mind stream. Probably a little bit different than humans, maybe a lot. So you, you receive, if you receive this world, receive the complete, uh, my teacher, Trungpa Rinpoche would say, ordinary magic of everything, just the magic of gravity. What is that? We, they don't even know what it is. You can. You can describe it, you can talk about it, you do not know what that is. If that works, then take an apple, put it on a pencil, spin it, and try to get something to stick to it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a closet physicist. <laughs> so why that, I'm sure that someone can say, oh, well, that's because the mass and the, uh, man, probably Jews on Catellus, well, you can't, you haven't studied that? That's not required. Okay. I've studied this much. What's in there? Tell me. Uh, right now. I don't even remember. That's unusual for you not to remember things. Didn't you mem memorize the uh, Art Sutra or the Diamond Sutra? 
Samuel Mekanasutra. Am I making fun of you? Yeah. Is there someone who's being made fun of? No. There isn't anyone there. There is no other. There is no self. There is no other. Don't believe it. It's not a belief. If it's a belief, it'll come apart. But if you just see it, and you don't maintain it. If you maintain it, then you're treating it like relative truth. It never goes away. Just like gravity never goes away. It's like gravity, but it's not the same. Gravity does not disappear. Be grateful for your heartbeat, for your eyes, for your nose, for your life, because it's coming to an end. It's not negativity. It's not nihilism. It's not a threat. It's just the truth. What shows up goes away. Anything that shows up goes away. So if something doesn't show up, it can't go away. This is Buddha nature. This is ultimate truth. Ultimate truth. You have to see it. You have to, you see, and there will be no proof. You will not be able to say, well, um, there's Buddha nature, and I'm seeing Buddha nature, and these are the proofs that you don't, you'll have no proof. It's not a fact. It is not a fiction. It is just ultimately, ultimate, transcendentally, the truth. It's beyond relative. But yet it's not beyond, because if it's beyond, then there's another polarity going on, another situation going on, which flies in the face of Advaita, non-duality. Basic teaching that's been around before the Buddha. There are not two things anywhere. Looks like there is. It looks like there's a whole bunch of stuff. Doesn't there? What stuff do you like? Food. Food is a good stuff. Without that, no more practice. <laughs> Can't face a wall if you're starving. Can't train your mind if you're not paying attention to just the basic what necessities of being a living being. You need to, need to do that. In this culture, we need to get jobs. In ancient India, because of the nature of the culture, they were anybody on the spiritual path was treated with great respect. They were a sannyasin. They were, uh, they were a, a parivrajaka or a searcher. They were looking for the truth. And since you had a family, had a job or had a business, you couldn't do that, but you respected the one who was doing that on your behalf because fundamentally they're doing it on your behalf because there's a basic understanding that nothing is separate. So if one person goes and falls to the feet of the Buddha, then everyone does. In the mind of the Buddha and in the mind of that Parivrajaka, or that sannyasin, or that student. How do we do this? Our, the model that we use here are the three jewels, ancient, goes back forever. The teacher, the teaching in the community, the Buddha, not some guy, the Buddha, the, 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 the enlightened one. Refuge in that. That is the example of sanity. One who has no position on anything and has no demands for anything else. Why? Not because they have this great discipline that keeps them all tucked away inside of a separate thing called me because I'm the Buddha. No, it's worse than that and it's better than that. It's worse than that because your self-centeredness is completely come apart. Falling apart, falling apart. Every, every construct around the self starts to become shattered. And without a teacher to 
tell you, to say to you, to encourage you, just keep going, just keep going. Return, return, return. Don't maintain. Maintain nothing. Return to that as the example. Return to the teaching as the as the path and as uh, meditation, training the mind, training the intellect, and then return to what the sangha or the, the spiritual community. Those people who are on the path with you and are there to support you as company. You could say sannyasa or, or uh, um, what is it? Uh, spiritual friend, Kalyanamitra spiritual friend, either the, the Buddha or the teacher who is who who knows what this is. The teacher who he, she, they speaks out of what they're looking at. If you see this, you don't need to look at books anymore. You might have looked at thousands of books. You might have sat and faced the wall thousands of hours or looked at your mind or practiced uh, um, creation completion practice in the tantric discipline of Tibet. You may have done that. And maybe you should do that. What was the title of the time? <laughs> Why be grateful? Or what was it? Gratitude or what? Yeah. Is that what it was? Are you sure? Don't you want to check with Junchu? Oh, okay. What does that mean? Why am I saying that? Why am I saying that, you monks? It doesn't look like there's something to be grateful for all the time. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it kind of cracks and falls apart. We feel whatever my words, not yours, just despondent or despairing or lonely or yeah. tired out. This is never going to work. You notice those little ego lectures you get from yourself, like, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not, something's happening. You, Emily? Are you Emily? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so concerned. <laughs> so gratitude, gratitude that this little sliver of light that runs right through the garbage pit called samsara. I'm not saying the garbage pit doesn't have beautiful empty cans, that the garbage pit doesn't have fragrances that are quite adorable and attractive temporarily because everything that shows up is going to decay and it does not smell good. Everything showing up, this body-mind complex that we are so in love with, uh, when we're not having a migraine, of course, that, that's suffering, suffering. The Buddha said, life is suffering. He was not exaggerating. Although people who look at this intellectually, who don't practice awareness practice will say, well, that's kind of a negative way of looking at things. And yeah, it is because it, life is very, very negative. Relative truth is full of nerve endings and they're all being abraded uh, or, or, uh, or, um, or stroked or pleased in some way. We live on those nerve endings. Sometimes it feels good. Sometimes it's scratchy. Sometimes it feels like a hammer, but it's just feeling. It's just feeling. But what do we try to do? We try to stop that. We, we don't want that bad feeling. We want a good feeling. So we fight with our mind stream. It's called conflicting emotions about the nature of reality, simply put. And it's put in a, in a traditional way. I'm saying something I've invented. It just works. 
conflicting emotions, the way that shows up. Well, a part of me wants this, but then another part of me wants that. And then this other part of me wants this. And so what should I do? I would say, shut up and sit down. Don't do anything. Don't think about it. Don't reflect on anything. Unless you spontaneously do, and then observe that. When doing shikantaza, doing sitting meditation, you're sitting here, you're facing a wall, not much is happening, all the senses are open, and your attitude is just receive everything, then what you receive, what shows up, is going to be a lot of relative things, thoughts, ideas, memories, opinions, bad feelings, good feelings, especially if you're sitting here all month, eight hours a day, which some of us are doing. I've been trying to join you as much as I can. Gratitude. Appreciation, not appreciation doesn't mean you understand what's there. It means that you're willing to include everything. This is a true appreciation. Just receive, receive, receive this astonishing world that is showing up in the form of the six sense fields, including the mind, including thoughts. It's also you're receiving thoughts. You do not think. You think you think, and I think you don't think. So <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> and I'm not saying something doesn't happen that creates the illusion that there is a thinker and a thought and an idea. That's the illusion. That's why sitting meditation turns the awareness back so you can watch what flows in the mind stream. Watch the outflows that are spontaneously produced out of karma that you have not dealt with since the 13th century. It's here again. Nothing dies. Nothing dies. So everything is impermanent. That's done with awareness. That's not like an opinion. I'm looking at it. And you can see it too. Begin to train your mind. Find a place to sit down. Find a wall. You don't have to be a student of mine. Find, find some place where nothing is happening. Look at it. That's basically, uh, it's, uh, shows up in all the traditions. Shows up in, uh, in Dzogchen. Shows up, shows up in Mahamudra. Shows up in all of them. Shows up in, you don't have to be, even be a Buddhist. Just sit down, hold still, and walk. You have to hold still because the body and mind are not two different things. They're also not the same thing. But you have to see that with the awareness to see that the differentiation that is there is very, very subtle and is actually exquisite and is gorgeous. You have to see it. And it will come and go and come and go until it just never leaves because it's always been there. It's like it's always daylight. This is not a promise. It's not a threat. Not anything. I'm just looking at it. But I can't grab you by the head and say, look at this. Although some of you as students may feel like I do that because you feel a strong uh, strike to your butt. Do this. No, physically don't hit anybody. Of course I don't. But, but the way I teach may feel like that, may feel aggressive. Appreciate that you've stumbled through your life what you've been looking for for the last 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, whatever it may be, that you've actually stumbled into this, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's another direction altogether. Maybe you've stumbled into wanting to become uh, uh, a biologist, a musician. That's all fine. But the gratitude, if you stumble into this path, you've actually, while walking through the garbage of samsara, which, as I said, uh, is very, very, very magnetic. Some aspects of samsara are delightful. They're very seductive. And it just looks like, yes, video games. Yeah, let's do this with our mind. 
okay, you can. You know, might go for a few years, few few months, but it's a uh, relatively. It's kind of a dead end there, unless you become the greatest video game player there ever lived. Then it's like becoming the most famous golfer who's ever lived. You're gonna die too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything dies. Everything that shows up dies, including your most difficult thought pattern about this or her or him or the job or the job or the workers or what's happening to your health. Everything goes away. This might take some time and it will maintain its presence as long as you fight with it. If you don't want it or if you want it to change a little bit. So there's aggression and there's passion. Or if you try to just distract yourself into what video games or did I just do this? I'll just watch Netflix. That's what I do. I start feeling bad. I just turn on Netflix. Isn't that what we did last night? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. It is about awareness, awareness of what's occurring, not what's occurring. It's about awareness of what is coming and going, not the actual thing that you are being aware of. <laughs> You can do that. It just takes a long time. It takes a lot of work. It takes dedication. It takes devotion. It takes returning. Return. Don't maintain it. Don't maintain anything. Return. You return. In our situation, we return to the vow. I vow to be with all things. I vow to do good. This is the three pure precepts. I vow to do good. They're not telling you how that good. They're just, I vow to do good. That's going to show up all different kinds of ways. It might start out as doing good for somebody that you think they need. It might take you some time to see you need to mind your own business. Best thing you can do for that person is respect their confusion, not march right in there and start to say, you shouldn't do, you should, you shouldn't. Get permission and sometimes make sure that they really mean that rather than say, sure, I want your help. I don't want your help. The Buddha, the teacher, the teaching, and then the community. Sometimes the community is not not reified or returned to enough. The community is so important. That's why we're in this community, contrary to other communities, different than other communities that I've been in over the last 50 years or close to 50 years. Uh, we have fully ordained monks. This means if you're here, this is your life. Doesn't mean you can't have a job, drive a Corvette. Anybody here drive a Corvette? No. I want to ride. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't do all kinds of things. It's very situational. You might become a fully ordained monk and might just continue to work as a, a therapist. And the person might never even know you're a monk. But you're working on your, your mind, on seeing the truth for yourself, so that when you do step away from that training ground called the wall or the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the teacher, the teaching of the community, when you go to help somebody else, you actually respect their confusion rather than try to cover it up with whatever, uh, medications or meditation. Meditation is not a solution. It's a path. So gratitude, be grateful. Be grateful for, for everything that's showing up, even for the difficulty that's showing up, because that's, that's your Dharma gate. That's your gate of truth so that you, you personally are feeling this or this. Someone else, so he's not even understanding why you're having difficulty with that because it doesn't bother them. 
But with you, you're tied up in knots over certain kinds of feelings or activities that's happening in your relationships and your partnerships and your sangha and your community, even with your teacher. You're tied up in knots over that. And that is what I'm calling it is that if you're if you're a student, 100% student, that means you're on receive all the time. You're always learning everything, that wall, these flowers, this glass of water, this sound, teaching, teaching, teaching. Receive it, receive it, receive it through all the sense fields, receive it through the ears, receive it through the nose, through the mind, through the eyes. Don't differentiate anything. But if you do differentiate, then just receive the differentiation. If you do judge, then just look at the judgment. Don't get rid of the judgment. Don't improve. There's a lot of room for questions here. I'm going to open it up in a minute for that. But don't, when I say don't improve, I'm not saying that there might be a side effect of training the mind to see the truth yourself that you might find that you're no longer engaged in any arguments with people. You're no longer particularly trying to be the smartest person in the room. And you're, you're, you're finding that people come and bring aggression to you. You actually see deeper that you don't just block and load yourself and go to, with aggression back to them. You don't do that. You actually see, because you've been looking this way, you're able to look out this way and see that that person is suffering deeply and they don't know what to do but fight with you or fight with something and but you don't see you see the aggression but you all see right behind it is fear they're afraid and if you have not looked at your own fear that you've been covering up you don't have to solve it you don't have to get rid of it you have to see it be responsible for this body-mind complex that arises that appears like a self but is not this is not an individual you're not even a human human beings that's temporary 70 years, well, in my case, 81 years. That's temporary, going away. But who you actually are never goes away because it is not what appeared. You can't see a transcendent understanding of, of consciousness. That's why it's a mystery. As long as we're embodied, it's going to be really difficult to do that. That's why if you see what this is, you won't need proof. You won't need somebody to come say, yeah, so Kazan, I think you're... I think you got it. That may or may not happen. If you see it, you'll know it. You won't need to have anyone approve of your realization. Questions, please. You're talking about, or you mentioned earlier, not taking a position on anything. Yes. If you're in a situation that's confusing, does it take some discipline to not take a position? Somewhat, uh, but I would say the most important part about not taking a position initially as a student is to first see the way you keep taking positions. To start at the root of the whole thing, start at the, the actually see how you're positioning yourself. Uh, watch what the ego does. Don't stop it or cover it up or try to improve. Because then all you're doing is getting a shinier ego that's more in the shadows. You follow me a little bit? So then just observe that. It's not comfortable. It's called the spiritual path, not the mundane path of improving. There will be no improvement, but there could be, excuse me, there could be spontaneous realization of what this is. It's possible. Or it could be very slow and just dragging its butt, but it just never seems to never seem to get realized. 
I've been sitting hundreds of hours every year. Yes. Zuckerbelling, I, in response to a question I asked you, you once said if no reference points show up in a situation, just do nothing. Yes. Does the demand or need to do something just need to wear itself out? Usually, that's a good way of saying it. You just notice it comes up, but you don't bite. You know, if you feel anger, somebody's triggered something in you, it, they are your feelings. Nobody's pouring buckets of emotion into you. They're your emotions. And when I say yours, I don't mean the personhood, the, the ego. Well, the ego will take possession of that because it needs to feed on something in order to feel like it's real. And it's somebody as opposed to everybody else. It's right. I'm right. How I feel. You'll notice that happening. It's very subtle. It takes a lot of sitting meditation to see that. I'm not saying you couldn't do it another way, but what I recommend is sit down, hold still, and observe what happens in the mind stream until nothing much happens. Eventually, uh, occurrence is uh, a scene for what it is. Unreal. Unreal. It's still there. There's still a bunny rabbit. Unreal. Nothing against bunny rabbits. They don't know about that. Go ahead. How's it going? <clears throat> for me, this a lot of fear seems to come up if there's too, just seems like there's too much space and not not knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. Is it a matter of like desensitizing yourself to that? A little bit, a little bit of a desens. It's a part of that, but it's also beginning to see that there's no nothing substantial there. That it's uh, the word is used in the, in the tradition is a uh, rangang um, Tibetan for self-existing. It's just it just appears. You can't see the all of the various snakes or wires or things that are coming in to fuel that. All the fuel lines from dependent origination, pratika, samutpada, dependent origination. Nothing is, there's no individual anywhere. There's just an incredible appearance that looks like a self, looks like a person, looks like a body, looks like a form, looks like a thought, looks like, looks like, looks like. But if you look closely at it, it's just, uh, it's, it's like the movie um, The Matrix. They did a fairly good job of that, but it's still not even, it's not even that. It's worse than that because you can't see it. It's worse than that. And it's better than that. Why? Because if you see it, you're liberated. What is liberated? Consciousness that was never imprisoned at all, other than when there was a belief in a body, a belief in thoughts, a belief, or a disbelief, or an ignorance. When that all has to come apart, and it comes apart through the sitting practice of meditation. And as far as I'm concerned, this, there's different ways to do this. There's some teachers that teach otherwise. They are not incorrect. I'm not here to correct anybody. I've got what, maybe two dozen students when you say guess? I would say more. But okay, three dozen. But not many. Not many people want to hear this. Not and I don't mind. I'm not here to promise anything. There are no advertisements here. Well, yes. Is there a way to have gratitude for ego and the negativity? Yes, there is. Have gratitude for everything. Bow down to everything. And how this looks for you, because of our culture is not from India, and our culture is not from Tibet, or hundreds and hundreds of years of, of the Buddha Dharma and dedication and devotion is going to show up in lots of different ways. And here we're, this is kind of a hybrid. I had a Tibetan uh, Vajra master who was a powerful, powerful teacher. I could not, I would not be here if it weren't for him. I probably wouldn't be alive because of the self-hatred. So we're going to have to at some point, and this is different for every person, and we don't have a cultural 
standard for everyone. So everybody has to do this or do this. You'll notice the way we do this is we make it up, we invent it, but we don't abandon the culture of the Soto Shu in Japan. We look at it closely. How much of this do we need with this old man's guidance? How much of this form do we need? I don't care about Soto Shu. They can do whatever they want to do. They approve of us, fine. They don't approve, fine. Same thing with the, the Tibetan lineages. They have a different way of looking at things. So we're using some of it. There's a Tibetan uh, shrine back there with the, the Kagyu lineage on it. So, but I don't know what we're going to do with that. Do you? No. The only thing we do there as a, as a practice that aligns with that is the Sadhana of Mahamudra that Trungpa Rinpoche wrote in uh, Tagsang in 1968. And, and that was downloaded into it. He even said that he received that from somewhere and wrote it. And that's a powerful sadhana. So we use that. And he was my, he was my guru. I, I can't use any other word than that. Now, I am not a guru in the sense that we kind of think a guru is. I'm a Dharma teacher. So our culture is kind of telling us, this neighborhood is kind of telling us what we need to do and how we need to manifest. And with, with gratitude for, for having a building, having all of you join and support this and using, having the, I guess, the bravery to use this new technology. We have Zoom. People come and sit, look at the wall. And I know I've been here every day for 18 days. I think I have, haven't I? Pretty much. So I see you sitting there, and I'm sitting here, and you're sitting there. So what's up? What up? <laughs> I mean, it's just where we're trying to train our minds and see what this is. It's both enjoyable in some way, some odd kind of way, and, and it's uh, heartbreaking in another way because it's so difficult to see this. And the closer you get to the fire, uh, that's why it says in the Tibetan tradition is, get too close to the teacher, you get burned. In other words, the teacher is going to teach you, not because of her intention, but because someone is living out of the truth. <laughs> it's like, you can get close to that. It's like being around the flames. The teacher doesn't deliberately teach anybody. The teacher is, what I'm doing now is not deliberate. I didn't think about this ahead of time other than, I don't know, whenever I sent you the, the text saying what to talk, you asked me, what is it? Did you ask me a question this morning? What did you ask me? Yeah, talk title. And what happened then? You said, yes, I do. But when I said, yes, I do, I wasn't sure yet. <laughs> I, I, did, I don't, really, what I'm saying, I don't plan. I don't, I don't. And it used to worry me that I wasn't planning things, because I thought I was peculiar. But I don't think that anymore. Now I know I'm peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> Culturally, it seems like there's a, a practice of gratitude that is just about ignoring the bad stuff that's happening. Yeah. What does gratitude look like that doesn't ignore the suffering? There, there are different ways it'll show up, but this is what I think you're possibly looking for or might resonate with. feels like failure. feels like disappointment. feels like we, can't, we just can't. What we're doing is useless. It won't really help. Do it anyway. That's how it feels to give something you don't understand, to actually give of yourself, give right into the darkness, right into the midnight in the middle of the woods, give right into that. This is a, called a, a relative bodhicitta, the mind of awakening that gives, give, give. 
give your attention to everything. That's a simple way of saying it. So look at everything, especially the difficult areas. More. You know what I'm talking about. It sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Do it anyway. Do it and just do it anyway. Donate yourself to the world. That doesn't mean you're doing what they're saying. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a fundamental understanding in your mind stream where you're just giving your attention to everything. You're looking at everything. And as if you can uh, endeavor not to prejudge anything, but quite often that shows up how you can't help but be prejudiced against some people, some things, especially people who are totally in a different dimension than you're in and are working with their, their minds or their world in a really negative or, or, warlike way. Difficult. But do it anyway. More. One dog. Divine. Um, how does uh, failure at this practice help us see that we're not separate? <clears throat> the failure part is uh, hits right at the very nature of self-centeredness or uh, the ego. Because that's the part the ego wants to win, wants to be successful, wants to be a good practitioner, wants to, wants to, wants to, wants to. But the uh, the way that we're is being pointed out here is when the negativity arises, don't cover it up with a, with a, with a uh, strategy. When the negativity arises, which you've been experiencing, just eat it. It's just like something being served to you that smells bad. You don't like it. Since you're a if somebody else with no practice would say that, would come to me with that, I would say, well, let's see, how can we work with that? And I would find another way because I would be meeting them where they're at. But you, as a fully ordained monk, and you've been a monk for a few years, practicing for a lot longer than I met you in the time that I've known you, just return, just return. And the, the feeling of failure is, is a Dharma gate. Don't cover that up. That's anything that happens in your mind stream, especially the very negative things that show up in the mind stream. Don't cover them up. Don't investigate them and don't look over her shoulder. It's none of your business what she's writing. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. She, just don't correct her spelling. <laughs> More? What about how does that failure help us see that we are not separate? Because eventually the one who thinks they're failing is seen through because you're looking at the very, instead of covering up the failure, which reinforces the self-centeredness, Instead, you're, 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 you're eating the failure, you're receiving, you're, you're not going to shut anything out. You are completely generous. Your doors are open, your back door, all your windows are open. And you're, it's, it's, it is as if you are saying, let me have it. It's, it's another way of addressing the Tong Lan practice or giving and sending while riding the breath, except that I don't do it that way because that's dangerous for people to do. But you just, just do it as a, not in a form, don't structure it in a form like following the breath, like you're trying to accomplish something, but just that attitude. It's like saying, whatever comes, I'm, I'll receive it. I'll receive it. And I'll also watch the way that I can't quite receive that without, without make, adding that up as some kind of a, where you're keeping some kind of record of how much you're able to receive and how much you're not more. Can you remember your question? It changed. Okay, yeah, I have another question. I'm not the first one. General bowing. 
I didn't think it was Jinchu's question. What is gratitude? Okay, we'll go on then. What do you think it is? I thought your response was good. Oh, good. Thanks. But is gratitude an action? It's an outflow. Yeah, it's a, the, the receiving is you're receiving the world. You're, you're tasting this, you're hearing that, you're smelling, you're tasting. All of your senses work. Not just a mind, which is classifying. Oh, don't taste that. Oh, don't listen to that. Me, me, me and my stuff. And I got to protect myself. If you step on this path, that's the end of the protector in terms of the ego, but the beginning of the protector in terms of the Dharma. The Dharma is a great protector. It's the ultimate truth about the nature of reality. Don't quote me. But consider it. You can consider and consider it. How, how do we produce gratitude? By deliberately, as we do, we're not doing it right now so much because we're doing this other practice for a whole month. It's a group retreat. <clears throat> but we'll go back to uh, coming in, bowing uh, when we chant the sutras. I think there's a total of nine bows, if you conclude the one that the uh, doshi is doing. So we're doing that, been doing that every day for, um, not every day, but most every day for years. How many years have you been doing I think almost 11 now. Okay. So I've been doing it a little longer than that. So that, that's using the body-mind are not two different things. They just look like it and really are intensely two different things. But if you if you take your wish or your desire to to uh, extend yourself to, to be uh, to have gratitude then you it's difficult to do that with the mind although it can work a little bit but do it with the body this is why we have prostration the half prostration where we lift the feet of the buddha we have a full prostration where we you're not worshiping anybody this is not a cult People will look at this and say, ah, it looks like a cult to me. Everybody's wearing the same color. No, they're not. She's wearing gray. <laughs> so it would look like that, but if you step into it, you see there's no requirement. There's no demand. No one's required. You can leave anytime. Do whatever you want. I might disagree with you a little bit. You decide you're going to, especially if you're a monk, going to leave and take your robe off. But I would respect that if that happened. So far, that has not happened, has it? People have done it with the Roxu. So some people get into this, start, and then I don't know what happens. They don't tell me about it. They just stop coming. Is that wrong? No. They're doing exactly what their karma is telling them. They can only handle so much. This is not their lifetime. I mean, this literally not their lifetime to do this, but it was their lifetime to step on the path. And the way you get off the path, it would be much better if you came to me and asked permission to leave. I've had that happen too. I say, sure, you leave. Now, good luck. Give me your rock suit. Put it on the shelf. We've done that, I think, once, twice, maybe. One person came back and wanted to start over. So it, it varies with everybody. There's no right way to do it, and there's no there's no requirement. We have forms, and we try to observe the forms. But if everybody left, I'd go home. There's no advertisements, but. How might a production of gratitude look when we're not in a position to, or in a place to do something formal like prostrate? I'm thinking like <clears throat> traffic or at the grocery store. You just you can say it in your mind. There 
mantras for that. There are also sayings, uh, the one that I have used for many years, I think I heard it somewhere, I don't know, I might have made it up, but I never know what I made up and what I had. So thank you very much, I have no complaints whatsoever. In the midst of a traffic, traffic jam, go through that in your mind, say it 50 times. You mala? Where's my other mala? <laughs> this is one of the reasons we have bees, it's just, it's not necessarily a count, I don't know how many's on here and there's no place to end. I just use it. <laughs> this one is 108 because that's the standard thing, but from His Holiness. But this is a uh, thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Thank you very much. Slow, do it very slow. Think of each word and then do it very fast and then do it faster and then do it so fast you can't, can't understand it and then return to saying it very slow. Thank you. And then, then the things like come, will come up like, who am I thanking? What am I thanking? It's not necessary to know that, but that will come up as a question. Thank you very much. No complaints. It's just, you're just thanking everything. Nothing is really fundamentally separate. You can address an ultimate reality. Why? Because you're not separate from it. And why won't you get a result or a feedback? Because you're not separate from it. If you know what this is, then you're not separate from anyone. And you don't care what happens next. You really, really don't care whatever anything. This doesn't mean that you'll walk out in front of traffic, that you somehow need to be in an enlightenment ward. It means that you're not separate from anything. And you meet everything where it's at. In the middle of its confusion, her confusion, their confusion, your confusion might show up at the same time. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. In the midst of a traffic jam. Is that what you're looking for? You're welcome. What's next? Um, are you saying that we don't particularly have to feel grateful to practice gratitude? Yeah, I am. So the, the gratitude where you feel grateful for something, that, that shows up too. And you would say, you just know, thank you. Thank you. You might be, it might be with the path. It might be for this old monk. It might be for your, your partner who's sitting next to you or what, how she's functioning. Might be gratitude there that might not really even look like something she's doing, but something you're grateful for. It can show up in all of those ways. Gratitude is, it's, it's, a, it's an outflow, but it's, it's one that is based on the three, three pure precepts of do no harm, just do good, and be with all things. Be with all things is the vow of the Bodhisattva. Whatever shows up, don't agree. That's not being with everything. Don't disagree. That's not being with everything. And don't look away. Close your eyes. Receive. And the way you'll know you're receiving is you don't know what it is. It has no identity. It has a singularity that may weed it out from what's happening uh, down the hallway over here, or what the noise is coming from uh, the back bedroom. But what is there is unknowable. You are free from what you know. You've been liberated from what you know. So it's worse because it's painful for the ego to go through this spiritual path. It's worse than it's terrible, painful, it's hard, do it anyway. But it's better than all that because if you attain realization, there are no issues, there's no problems except the ones that show up in other people who are closing their minds and hiding from their own uh, Buddhahood, their own enlightenment because they're addicted to samsara, passion, aggression, ignorance. They want, they crave, they hate, they ignore. You're not doing that anymore, so you're going to get the full boat. Receive it. More? Thank you very much. Welcome.
Is there something we can do as a sangha to practice gratitude together? We're doing it right now during this uh, this ando. Uh, okay, your your name is so similar to the ondo uh, and ango. Did I get it right? No, I didn't. didn't get it right. So you're doing it. You're coming in here. This is a kind of gratitude. And for me to come in, it's it's a it's a it's I come in as a teacher, but also I I, I don't want to separate myself from those who are doing a completely new practice that we haven't done, which is sitting eight hours a day for 28 days straight. Some people are actually doing almost the entire thing. Some people are doing as much as they can with, along with their jobs, and we just do what we can. The Juzan did the whole practice for two weeks, and now he has to go back to work or he'll get fired. <laughs> that simple. So we just meet everything where it's at. I'm wondering if there's something we can do to be more explicit. Uh, like even after a book study, we say thank you for uh, your teaching. Uh, we do the supplication for your life. Is there something more that we can be more intentional about the gratitude? There probably is. That's not showing up over here yet. It's shown up in some students. Some students express their gratitude towards this teacher in a more personal way. And especially people I'm very close to. Chiazan, like Unyo, uh, what's your name again? Freedom Mountain, uh, Dusty Trail. Oh no, it's <laughs> what is it? Path of something. What did they name you? Shining Path. Or Dobermann Tincher. Is that your name? Mm-hmm. It is today. <laughs> huh? It is today. <laughs> No, it's a path of grace. Undo. Any questions on uh, the magic screen of, uh, well, there's 46 windows on here. Go ahead. I've been noticing the really large amounts of energy that I put into fighting what and tussling with what looks like confusion, what I think is confusion. Yes or muddiness or lack of clarity that's awareness what i'm wondering is awareness it's it's awareness it's not confusion go ahead please thank you what i'm wondering is if um what it looks like to you that i'm fighting looks like you're doing exactly what you need to do your only job as a student is to receive as much as you can you live right in this complex. You live in the monastery. And you're, you're available because of your work situation, your relationship to, your, to Ruby, your daughter. You can come over here and practice quite a bit. Or you can practice at home, too, since there's a COVID situation going on there. But it's only about the awareness of the, of the, the, the fighting. If you try to stop it, then you buy into the structure of relative truth, Pratichasamutpada. And it's more than happy to continue to supply you with ammunition so you can fight. And that's circular. It's called samsara, samsara, samsara. So you have to liberate yourself. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. There's plenty of lifetimes ahead for you. But if you're on this path and if you're, talk, if you're talking, you're listening to this old man, uh, I'm saying just see what is occurring. Don't evaluate it. Don't, be, don't buy into the description of I'm fighting with it. 
Don't buy into it. Listen to it. Be very, very clear about what that is. Don't, don't, don't accept it. Don't accept anything. You hear people say, well, you just have to accept it. No, you don't. It kind of feels like ego is not going to accept anything. I don't mean that. I'm just saying, don't accept, don't reject. Accepting is passion. Rejecting is aggression. And then shutting down, of course, is ignorance, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Aware, aware, be aware of whatever's happening. And whatever arises in the mind stream, including feeling like you're struggling, that's awareness. You're struggling. Just watch the struggle. Sit on the sidelines. Get to the front row of the theater. Sit in the front row. Sitting meditation. Shikantaza. Sit in the front row of the theater. Watch the chaos. But don't jump out of the first seat, first row of the theater onto stage and start punching things or fighting or arguing or shaking your finger or looking ashamed or any of that. Don't do anything. Don't be an actor. Don't be a director. Don't be a stagehand. Don't be anything. Just be an observer. Be in the audience. Just a kind of a silly mundane image, but it's like that. It's not that, but it's like that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch this play. I'm just going to watch this. Uh, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to disbelieve it. And I'm not going to, not going to ignore it. That's how it's done. And that's called the path. That's training the mind to see clearly. We're not trying to accomplish something. Who you actually are is already the Buddha. So it's, you're already totally clear, totally consciousness only. It's, it's already there. It's already the case. All you have to do is stop covering it up. And we spend lifetimes covering it up with all of our shenanigans, our partners, our job, our community, our you know, flag, and all of the stuff that will draw you right out of the spiritual path, right into people that are saying, you have to vote for this, or you have to do this. I'm not saying that that doesn't have some relative truth to it. Of course it does. It's, that's why it's so, that's why it's so seductive to just stop. You'll even be told, why would you sit and face the wall when the people in Ukraine are this, or the children here are being harmed by this? I say, what? You've heard me talk, I do both. Train your mind, but if you feel compelled to join the Peace Corps, I might talk to you a little bit about it. I say, you know, you're, you're going to be under the, the control of the government, and the government is not particularly clear on anything. So, but there are ways that you can serve people and help people without donating your whole life to something that is just that the whole engine there is based on passion, aggression, ignorance, success, failure, success, failure, right and wrong. Our whole legal system is flooded with insanity that that parades as clarity. You know, we shouldn't be punishing people. You should be helping them, all of them, even the murderers, help them. Because if you don't, you're gonna the world the world is just gonna be they want to take the guns away rather than actually help the murderers. Why would you help them? They kill people. Yes, because they were suffering so much. Help them. No, I don't have any magic potion for doing that other than face the wall. But some people aren't ready to do that. So you have to meet them what where they're at. They may meditate, they may not. Doesn't matter. You need to meditate. Not convince anybody else to meditate. Wasn't that a great answer to your question? <laughs> He's clapping. Is there? Yes, go ahead, Kodo. 
Koto Bowing, a little off of last week's talk, how do you talk about the concept of free will? Well, first of all, it's, it's, uh, it's not true. Uh, but it, it is, uh, it's not true as it's set up, like you have the free will to uh, go there, go there. So there's some of that, but it's not thorough enough. It's not complete. It's partial. It's so much partial that it causes a relative truth to be convincing. I can get up right now. Uh, you know, I could, I could get up and just walk right out. And I've done that before in uh, book studies. I've done kind of a, a free will where I walk over here and look out the window in the middle of talking about a question or something. So yeah, you can do that, but it's so convincing. I can pick up this kotsu and I can put it back down. So free will? Nope, <laughs> not free will. It's it's ego language for being able to move my hand. These these are the, not the same hand, but they're not separate. How do you? You want an example of non-dual? This can do this, but this can do the same thing, and they can do it at the same time. They can clap. They can pray. It can the best best uh, demonstration here is bring these hands together and bow to the world, bow to everything, appreciate everything, receive, receive generosity. Both is always mutual. As soon as you start sending this out, it starts starts coming back, and it might not come back in the way that your ego would prefer. It may come back in a way that may even be threatening to you. Further, Kodo. Well, uh, I guess part of the problem is then how do you prevent that concept from becoming a surrender or a, a disregard or depressing or whatever? Okay, I don't do anything with that concept, but I also don't ignore it. Just like you ask about it. I say, well, it, you know, there's something to that. You can do a little bit, but then what happens, the little bit that you do becomes uh, some kind of proof that you can do stuff. And you have free will, like we hear in uh, quite often in cultural circles or uh, places where there's no real fundamental mind training happening. And what I'm talking about basically is sit down, hold still and watch your mind. Uh, we, we have the, the feeling that, uh, that we can accomplish, you know, you, what is the saying? Well, you've got to make the right choices here. We, we would lecture our children that way as if they, they had some control who don't have control over anything. And seeing that is a kind of control. It's the closest you're going to, you're, it's the closest you are going to get to controlling anything. It's to see the way everything comes and goes without preference, without picking and choosing, no picking and choosing. This doesn't mean that you miss that the corner of the house, a lamp has fallen over and it's short circuited and starting a fire on the carpet. Oh, it's just, you're going to tell yourself that it's, that it's something other than what it is. You need to, you need to address that. So you're that way you you are working in the context of dependent origination. So you would of course put the fire out, or if it's really really bad, you'd maybe call the fire department, or you get out of the building before it get you die. So it's relative. So there, there's you could, if you want to, wanted to call that free will, there's a little bit of it there, but the free will is is always backed up by areas uh, that we ignore because we think there's something else. That room that you're in right now is you. So it's you, it's you. It's not the, the ego you, but it's your, it's consciousness. Everything is consciousness. This is consciousness. It's a thing. It's a, it's, it's at a frequency that's very low. So therefore I can make noise with it. That proves nothing. But we do that all the time. We 
clattering silverware and gives us the feeling that we're in the room, we're in the kitchen, we're doing something. We are a person that is, this is unreal. You have to see it. And it's, it won't be a conclusion. It won't show up as, oh, I see everything is unreal. No, there's no conclusion. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Nothing concludes. It's better than that. It's worth, worse than that. It's better than that because you are liberated from the chains of your, of your mind, from the, the, the uh, conflicting emotions about the nature of what this is. You don't, actually, you don't have any preferences anymore. This doesn't mean that it's okay if somebody kills somebody else. You might make, be more clear about that than anybody in that particular scene because you actually see what it is. You actually see what it is, and you probably will try to stop that because it's a re very relative construct that your body-mind is in. So it's not like you become the spiritual being who lives in some in the ether where you don't help anybody. You might be more pragmatic, the very best person to have there because they're just looking at what arises and relating with it directly without a bunch of philosophy about should I help them, should I help them, uh, should and should you, you have a question, sir. Postman bowing. Is it possible to be grateful without strengthening the ego? It doesn't matter. It was possible. And it's impossible. But it doesn't matter. Don't worry about strengthening your it's a it's a it's a ego is unreal. There there is no self anywhere. It just looks like it. But if you're trying to not strengthen the ego, this is the very nature of ego is to just let me in. I'd just like to be enlightened along with you. I promise I won't make a mess. I just will be there. I'll just be the that me, and I'll be in enlightenment. No, no, it's worse than that. It's worse than that, but it's better than that in that your, your, whole, cent your whole central system. It's no center, no center, no fringe, no otherness, empty of other. It's vast, and it's real, and it's unreal at the same time. So all you would do in that case, to go back to your question, would be just observe that. Observe that you're building up something that fundamentally is unreal. So that way, you actually have, you're actually helping that part of the consciousness that is trying to get an identity. And you say, okay, well, we'll help you there. You're not saying that, but you might be working with it that way. That might be your way of actually seeing it, to emphasize it. That's even in the teachings. It teaches seven points of mind training, talks about about emphasizing something. Do you remember which slogan that was? You follow me? I'm bowing um, a little bit. That's enough. Not going anywhere. So. So who or what is grateful? Just consciousness. Yes, very good. It's possible consciousness only can be grateful because it has no position and it's not separate from anything. But it's still, if consciousness is still working with uh, not fundamentally seeing who this is yet, but still working with an ego, then it's just, just watch what it does. You may find yourself feeling it, feeling more egotistical, more self-centered. Just observe. Don't do anything unless you have to. And if it comes up like that, you may have to fuel that for a while so it'll have a more vivid shape to it. So you can see it's unreality. And it starts to show up instead of like somebody, that image I quite often uses, it's like a clown on the roof. The ego is still here, but doesn't have much access to this. It's just a way of talking about it. That doesn't, doesn't even work either. It's a way of saying it's unreal. Sure. Yes, sir. Does gratitude eventually show up without the intention to produce it? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yes. Eventually, it's just everything comes apart. And there's just Gobinchino Roshi. Is there anything we lose on this path? Anything, anything you lose? Yes. Is there anything we lose on this path? Bowing. Yes. Yes. There, uh, uh, as you're on the path, you're losing all kinds of things. There, everything is falling off, coming apart, disintegrating, and just not holding water, let alone air. So everything comes apart, and you're more and more, uh, you more and more see the complete open spaciousness of every moment. And you see that one moment does not lead to another moment. There's only this moment. There's no past moment, no past and future. Those are gone. I mean, they're still there relatively, but you're, you're, you are actually living in a, in a dimension that is not separate from this. Is it, and you can even say it's exactly the same as this because it's transcendent. It's transcendent in the midst of eating your cereal, in the midst of seeing that some of the things in your mind stream are coming apart, falling away. Your, your belief about yourself, your path, about uh, ideas you have about uh, your two children. You know, the, you, 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 it, there's more and more space around everything, you could say it that way. So you lose, you lose the contraction around everything to protect yourself, to operate out of fear of being too open. That starts to come apart as you sit, as you practice. No guarantee. You can't be guaranteed. I don't know what kind of karma everyone is dealing with. For some people... This might not even be your lifetime to awaken, but you, you will awaken. Everyone has Buddha nature is a traditional way of talking about it. It's about just stop covering it up. More? You know? No, thank you. You know, I have one more question. You just mentioned that, you know, to teach children uh, yep. self-control. Uh, however, my difficulty is I want to teach my children how to uh, respect others and themselves too. So before they uh, jump in something, um, I want them to be aware if if I can be helpful. So how I can approach without interfering them? Yeah, it's it's a hard one. And children, of course, even though there are children, their their wiring, their karma is sometimes so different. We wonder if they're even ours because they're going such a different direction. Uh, but you can just meet them where they're at. Uh, you know, uh, you're. Uh, uh, Abe and Ellie are what seven and nine? Is that close? It's six and eight. Oh, yes. I'm kind of rushing things a little bit there. So, but anyway, you could you could just uh, I would try to talk to them personally and see how they're doing. Give them a little bit of time to say what what's going on with them. Ask them highly personal questions. You get to do that when they're that tiny. I, I see some shadows in the background. Who's peeking over the computer screen? Hi. <laughs> what are you up to, Ellie? I'm going ice skating after class. Oh, I wish I could go. That really sounds fun. Mm -hmm. My brother's here. Where is he? He's right here. It, it, hey. was his, it was his birthday on the 16th. What? It was his birthday. On the 16th? Yep. Of February? Yep. Oh my goodness. Well, that's wonderful. It's good that you keep having birthdays. Where's he at? Uh, Hi. Hi. What's going on? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, just listen to them a lot. Don't, don't, and if you can, don't conclude. Especially Abe. You need to listen to him a lot. 
Right, Abe? <laughs> yeah. Don't believe anything he says, though. <laughs> you have to be careful of that. <laughs> Are there further questions in here? Yes. Question from Isaac. Isaac. Is it helpful to share gratitude towards others? I think it is. If I understand what you're saying, yes. You mean to let them know that you're grateful for them or grateful to what, who they are and so on? Is that, what, is that what you mean, Isaac? Where are you? Well, we're losing some people, but there's a few here. I don't see Isaac. He's watching on YouTube. Huh? He's watching on YouTube. Okay. So uh, I, um, I think it's just situational. So sometimes it might be good to do that, to share that if I understand what you're asking about. Depends on who it is, how close your relationship, but if it's your mom or your dad or your brother, I know you have a good connection with all of them, at least as I recall. If I understood the question. Further questions? Augie Bowing? Yes, Augie. Yeah, it seems like with most of the, the teachings we we notice we can't do them, and so we observe, receive yes. the opposite. How would that apply to gratitude then, Howie? Oh, same thing. Just just seeing your, your, you don't want to be you don't want to be grateful. You know, you're kind of noticing your miserliness. But yeah, why should I do that? People are not, you know, not grateful for all the things I do. Why should I start, suddenly start? That's what the why question is circular. If you ask why, you may get an answer. You may not. And quite often, the answer that you get, whatever it is, or the lack of an, 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 an of an of an answer, will reinforce the circularity of that discussion that you're having with yourself. But if you say, "What is this? What is gratitude?" in in, in the face of some area that you're seeing, I can't be grateful to him or to her or that situation because it's just too what smelly. It's just there's too much crap in there, uh, so I can't. I just can't do it. That's gratitude. You have to start with the don't don't get rid of the negativity, please. Don't get rid don't get rid of anything to improve or get better. Just notice, stay in samsara. This is what the lotus does. The lotus roots are in the mud. The flower is beautiful, but she can't be beautiful without that mud, the mud of samsara. That's a traditional example of it. But stay in that. And that you'll notice if you stay in that, you notice that that is that's the lineage. The, Buddha, the first words out of the Buddha's mouth, as we understand, is life is suffering. He didn't say part-time, suffering. You need to see that. It's not nihilism. It's the truth. Nerve endings are everywhere. Nerve endings are in the mind. If you notice, sometimes your thought pattern is going to get so painful. Um, I know I used to take care of monkeys at one time, and they would get have so much pain being locked up in a cage, they would start biting themselves, trying to feel trying to convert what they're feeling in their mind stream over to fighting themselves. At least that's how it looked. I don't know how it was. Uh, sometimes we uh, might do that. Some people, they get really distressed. They want to punch holes in themselves or somehow hurt or feel some kind of pain because the, the mental pain is so strong that the alternate physical pain is more bearable than uh, sometimes horrible suffering that's going on in the mind stream. And the path, no guarantee, but that that is a way to work with the negativity that allows it to come and go in the mind stream so you can see what it is fundamentally, that 
fundamentally, it's unreal. It's unreal. There, 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 all the physical stuff that seems so hard, all the granite and all the chemistry sets. And you played with a lot of chemistry sets, being a chemical engineer. Uh, so yeah, all of that is unreal. It's, it's, it's there and it shows up, and it's part of the stage play, part of the prop, part of the curtains, part of the director, director, part of the actors, part of the stage, part, 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 part. But fundamentally, it's unreal. It's an illusion. It's a myth. It is uh, a delusion. If you see that it's a delusion, then you see that it's an, an illusion. It's still unreal. It just doesn't have a hold of your your uh, control panel. I can take one more. There is one in here. Anything in here? Anything on screen? On Zoom? Andrew, go ahead. How do you receive when it feels like your capacity to receive has been overwhelmed? Bowing. Uh, very similar. Just, just, just be aware of that. That won't stay. That won't last. But it, but it tends to persist if you push it away. It tends to persist if you fluff it up, and it tends to persist if you distract yourself. But if you just receive what's happening that you just described very clearly, just receive that. Receive that. And it's as if you were saying to yourself, I don't care if this ever changes. You don't have to do that. I mean, you might, but uh, I sometimes say, if you realize your true nature, you won't care how you feel. You won't be looking for some kind of temporary happiness because the, the bliss of realization is not a feeling. It's not something you feel, it's something you are. So it includes everything, all the suffering. This is what it's talked about. Uh, and the Bodhisattva path in several places. Well, you are not separate from all the suffering in the world. And, but if you if you received it all at once, you'd you'd vanish or you'd be destroyed because it's that powerful. So your outflows are to others to save all beings, help others with their permission. Don't convert anybody to Buddhism. Don't teach anybody to meditate. Don't promote anything. Receive it as it is, as it is. Andrew Bowen, thank you. You're welcome. Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.